Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, what you know when looking for love. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me just the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. With us in our virtual studio in a repurposed episode of Attention Talk Radio is Melissa Orlov, one of our favorite guests when it comes to ADHD and relationships. This is a repurposed show because great content is great content, and so sometimes it's a time to refresh it. So we're going to roll the tape. I hope you enjoy and learn something. And with us in our virtual studio is the Melissa Orlov, and I say the Melissa Orlov because she's my favorite when it comes to relationships and dating and ADHD. She's ultimately spectacular. We've done a lot of work together, both on Attention Talk Video and Attention Talk Radio. She's spectacular, a wonderful guest, and when it comes to relationships, like I said, one of my go-to people. Uh, Her website is ADHDmarriage.com. With that, uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Happy to be talking to you. So I wanted to do a show on ADHD and dating for some time, and I was really trying to think, like, where do I go for this? And it just hit me uh, a couple months ago is you work so much with couples with ADHD that, you know, you you see so much that's there, and you've got to have a lot of great insights. And I guess when people are out there in the dating world, the the need to self-regulate, to kind of pause and think about what's going on before you get into a real serious or committed relationship, I think there's a lot of value in that. And I want to start out by just kind of talking from your perspective and your work, how important is it for the ADHD person to find the right match? Uh, Well, it's very important for anybody to find the right match, but uh, there are some certain kinds of uh, specific things that 
folks with ADHD need to be thinking about um, in terms of who's going to be a good long-term match for them. Um, because I think when, uh, when you're infatuated or at the beginning of a relationship, um, that's quite different. There are actually some physiological reasons for why, but uh, that's quite different from when you're 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years into it. So, <laughs> yep, um, yep. AD, And ADHD presents very real issues there, um, one of which has to do with uh, hyper-focused courtship. Ooh. <laughs> Hyper-focused. <laughs> That's interesting. I got some <laughs> thoughts on that. So, so it's uh, finding the right match and finding the right person. Hyper-focused courtship. Just talk to me about that a little bit. I just hyper-focused courtship. That's okay. Well, so can, so this is some yeah. It's uh, it's something that um, is very common um, when when you are starting to meet somebody. There are all sorts of really great things about that that play right into ADHD. Um, one is it's new, it's interesting, it, it's exciting, so it's easy to engage with. But this is actually boosted physiologically in the brain by extra doses of dopamine. Um, it turns out that when anybody is infatuated, um, that the dopamine levels in the brain go up. And so mm-hmm. uh, to, to very high levels, which is part that sort of creates uh, pleasure and reward. Yep. And, um, and so that, you know, keeps you interested in learning more about that person. The um, natural course of that is between 24 and 28 months, the dopamine levels go back down again to their normal levels. So the danger that uh, people with ADHD fall into, that um, people who don't have it don't, is that um, when they go back to the quote-unquote normal levels of um, dopamine, they actually end up in a low dopamine state. That's why they have the ADHD or one of the reasons why they have the ADHD. And that means that they uh, sort of present a person that hasn't been in the relationship before when those dopamine levels go off. So if you're not aware of this, um, what can happen, and in fact happened in my own relationship, is you, you, you know, you're having this amazing courtship. It's fabulous. I mean, you, you can't imagine how great it is to be attended to by somebody who's really into you, hyper into you, uh, focused on you all the time, like an ADHD person yep. is. And then that dopamine goes away, and suddenly they're sort of not there. You know, they're distracted. Yep. They don't pay any attention to you. It's very confusing. So... Um, so one of the things, actually, that I think is particularly important for ADHD adults is to understand that when you're dating, you need to date somebody for at least two or two and a half years to make sure that that's going to be a good long-term relationship yep. um, and that the sort of the ADHD symptoms and stuff that you know as a couple that you can actually work through um, what the implications are of the symptoms. So um, that's one thing I say, make sure you're dating for at least two and a half years, which is actually hard for some folks. They get really enthusiastic. They impulsively want to jump in and say, yes, let's just go get married. My husband and I married within that two-year, under that two-year wow. window. Wow. Yeah. So, so. so I'm just sharing my experience on this. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in everybody. I'm, I'm sharing this as observations and I want, I, I'm not, I'm not a science type person here and Melissa can help me, but it's been interesting, Melissa, the people that I've coached over the years, many of them that they reflect on that hyper kind of focused dating thing. And it's kind of like it wears off at some point in time. And I'm wondering, one of my hypotheses is, is because of that hyper focus and that sometimes they smother the other people that it attracts people that might a partner that might be a little bit more insecure. And then when that 
kind of things wane off a little bit, that difference becomes more profound. Now, again, that's just, I'm just thinking out loud about that. Have you noticed any of that stuff or is it really unfounded? Uh, I haven't noticed insecure one way or the other. Um, the the hyper-focus um, uh, is particularly noticeable in the ADHD partner because um, yep. they ha- they have a ten you know yep. they have a hyper focus ability in any event um, and um, so no I haven't noticed that I think the thing that I noticed the most with it actually is simply that you get two you can get two very interesting and different people um, and the the uh, amount of attention in that infatuation stage means that that those differences really are an energizing factor. It's a very exciting part of the relationship. Um, but when the differences change, in other words, the symptomatic, the more problematic symptomatic things, maybe timeliness becomes more of a problem or organization or, or completing tasks or some of the sort of more drab day-to-day yep. things come to the fore, um, that's when the differences don't seem so energizing anymore and they start yep. to become problematic. So so really it's that transition between, yep. wow, this is amazing, to, yep. huh, we need to be thinking about how to resolve this and do we have the the um, skills to yep. uh, to work through our differences. I, you know, this is a great – let, let's take a break right now because I really want to spend some time on this because I think that's a little bit fascinating. Um, everyone um, – I adore Melissa and her work. Um, we've done a lot. Of, I've done a lot of stuff where I've coached people that have been through her program, like individually, and I've referred some stuff, and, it, and it's been some really, really good outcomes. So you know, I'm a big fan of hers. Her website is ADHDmarriage.com. And Melissa, before we go to break, can you just tell everybody a little bit about your? Uh, it's a workshop that you have for couples. Is that? Can you just share a little bit it's about a- that? Uh, thanks. I have an eight-week seminar that I give three times a year in the evenings by teleconference, um, and it is uh, it, it covers um, a lot of information and also a lot of strategies that couples need to be able to uh, be successful together. And it's been very popular, and a lot of couples have been helped by it. So I'm very proud of it. Um, and that goes, that's sort of three times a year. But I go, go to her website because she offers it three times a year and just look for the next one. And so everybody with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is love. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Melissa Orlov. Um, talking about ADHD and dating and finding the right match. And we're trying to bring some awareness to some things that are out there so that you're more conscious about stuff so you can make good decisions when it comes to dating, um, sometimes just to, 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 to enjoy it. In other terms, if you're looking for more of a long-term relationship, 
Um, before the break, Melissa, you started talking about the differences maybe um, in, in, I guess, personality types and stuff and the excitement about that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, so, yeah, I mean, the the skill sets are t- typically quite different in terms of particularly the ADHD and non-ADHD uh, matches. And, and one of the things that's interesting and good in terms of uh, dating is it's, is uh, finding somebody where you really cherish your differences and, uh, and that it's okay to be different um, because you will be different just by how biologically how you're wired um, along mm-hmm. with things like family history and gender if there are gender differences and et cetera. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you'll be different. What people don't realize is how much different um, ADHD and non-ADHD people in terms of how their brains work. So, um, so it's, it's you will be different. And the real issue in terms of dating and finding a good match is making sure you're with somebody who cherishes those differences and seems to be flexible in terms of how they respond um, to you and to sort of the environment around them. Um, and that that's those are really important characteristics. Flexible, cherishing, and almost embracing, are those good adjectives? They are. Um, you have to be careful on this. So one of the issues uh, that couples face when ADHD is around is it's tempting to say, look, I have ADHD. You're just going to have to, you know, love me as yep. I am. And um, I agree completely that you, that you need to love your partner. It's the as I am partner, the part of it that's concerning, <laughs> um, because it depends on how you interpret that, right? Um, there are sort of the core characteristics and the wonderful parts of, uh, you know, personality, like you're really curious or you're really energetic or, or um, you're kind of a low-key person. I mean, there are sort of just sort of general things about who you are. But then there's this how you are behaving in the relationship, and if uh-huh. you think, like, it's okay to promise to do stuff and never, ever, or very rarely follow through on it, then the love me as I am becomes put up with my bad habits and poor ADHD management. And that I don't mm-hmm. buy. Um, so so you have to be, uh, you know, yeah, you're going to be different, but that you still have to both be really good partners to succeed. <laughs> So one of the things that, that I'm, I'm just interested in your, in your comments on some of the observations is often when I'm coaching some people and we start getting into this area and there's some challenges, what I have found is you have the, the romance, as I describe it sometimes, the, the relationship has two sides, the romance and then the business side. The romance side is that, you know, adventures of the, we kind of talked about the dating side. Uh, the business side is when you come together and particularly you're married, you, you, you actually kind of run a business, which is not as, as, it's visible until you have kids because um, you have finances you got to take care of and logistics and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting to me because I've noticed a lot of times sometimes that very creative, adventuresome person is coupled with somebody who's very, very organized. And it's kind of like the adventuresome person gets the organized person out and experiences life in a kind of different, which is fun and exciting. But then the, the, the more organized ones, the ones that make sure that they get there kind of with the stuff. And when they get together, that's really kind of exciting. And then later when they're, they're married, a lot of times the business starts to come up and the romance begins to fade. So the person that's more involved in the logistics side of it, there can be some challenges as a result of that. And you and I have talked about some parent-child um, type of the things. But in terms of those things kind of coming together, is, is what I'm sharing uh, norm or not? Or, and and how does, any thoughts on that area? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good description, I think, of, of a lot of what happens. 
Um, I would actually also take, you know, not just say romance and business, but I'd say romance phase one, which is the um, mm-hmm. the courtship phase, and then romance phase two, which is the how do you keep your romance or your affection and kindness and the sort of the romantic side of your relationship in good shape. Um, and, and there I think you have to be focused on attending to each other regularly, making sure you don't drop the ball. One of the issues with kids is not only do they add logistical issues, which are hard to manage, but they also take time away from how much you can focus on each other, you know, dating and stuff like that. Yep. And um, and so that becomes a challenge. I, I agree with you. The business side is, um, is great from the standpoint of getting stuff done in the courtship phase. Um, and it is a part of life. And one of the unspoken expectations from that business, more business-like partner is, you know, okay, so adults can be business-like and won't have any trouble with this. And ADHD adults can be business-like, but they do have trouble with it. And, mm-hmm. and that can lead to um, a lack of understanding and empathy and some resentment, often quite a lot of resentment, on the part of the in usually non-ADHD partner um, who feels that they're required to pick up the slack in order to get things done efficiently and then ends up with too much to do so and too many responsibilities and, and a chip on their shoulder uh, often. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but just like they're really pretty unhappy, you know. I'm going to share this story because if you, if you embrace each other and work with each other and really kind of, again, kind of come together, on it can really work in a positive way, you know, most I was working with a guy one time who um, he and his wife were having a little bit of difficulty, and we started understanding who he was in the relationship, and he, he reflected back in the courtship days. Like he was the cruise director. He was the entertainment. He was that, and his wife had always been the kind of logistical type person, and he actually kind of dawned on – I was asking him one time, like, you know, what is it about you that your, your spouse was attracted to, which led to the discovery of, like, you know, that was me. And it was fascinating because when we kind of got onto that, he actually went to her and said, you know – I really, really, really adore and am grateful for everything that you do logistically, and I'd like to do my part. And they had a, uh, two kids, and when they would do these trips and stuff, and particularly he'd say, I'm going to take the kids, and I'm going to clear out the house and make it easy for you to organize, and I'm going to go entertain them and pull that stuff together so that we – in other words, I want, I'm grateful for that you, that you do this. I want to make it easy for you to do this, and I'm going to go out and have a good time with them for a good experience. And they really kind of came together on those differences in working together. Um, what's your thoughts on that, and have you seen anything like that similarly play out in some of your work? Um, I, well, in that example, I'm not completely sure. It sounds to me as if what he was doing was uh, that he like cleared a bunch of things out of the house, and, and then she went and organized it. Is that what you're saying? Like if they were packing for a trip, I'm just using this as an example. Ah, Usually okay. everybody's kind of running around. Kids are kind of chaotic and all that kind of stuff. So you yeah. say, listen, I'm going to take them and get them out of here so we don't have to deal with that side of it and keep a nice, peace, quiet, peaceful house for you for you to do your thing so that you're not distracted by all that. Yeah, as long as that's what she wants to do. Because um, one of the other things that you hear sometimes is that the ADHD person gets to do all the fun stuff. And mm-hmm. because that's sort of easier for them, and they can, particularly with kids, they can sort of get down and have a yep. great time with the kids. And that the, yep. then the non-ADHD partner is left with the um, all the scut work, essentially. Yep. And over time, that builds up. I mean, just because you're capable of organizing doesn't mean that's how you want to spend your life. 
Um, yep. You know, you also right. want to have time with the kids. So, so in that, for for a given instance or for packing for trips or whatever, that might work really well yep. um, as a long-term strategy across a broader set of things. It probably wouldn't. Yep. Um, but it, you know, the, yeah. I, yeah, I think you, you a good point. This I, now that now that you're saying that, I do remember that the individual putting stuff together was kind of particular in how it was done and was very much yeah. embracing of it, which is kind of a yeah. again kind of coming together. So um, yeah, so that would work really well for them for that. Need to go to a commercial break, everybody. Learn more about Melissa and check out um, her programs at adhdmarriage.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is love. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Melissa Orlov having a conversation about things to be thinking about in the dating process when you have ADHD. Um, Melissa, we've talked about a couple different things. What other insights or thoughts do you have that uh, those with ADHD or those that are dating somebody with ADHD should be thinking about and mindful of in the dating process? Well, I think there are a couple of really important things, actually, so thank you for asking. Uh, uh, one is that you need to find somebody with whom you um, have equal status. In other words, um, you're, you're not falling into patterns where one person is sort of dictating what happens or deciding what happens or, or sort of structuring how things happen, that each of you um, hold your own in the relationship. That's a very important part of a successful rela- relationship with ADHD. You mentioned parent-child dynamics, and this is mm-hmm. part of what keeps you away from that. Um, okay. The other thing is this uh, thing about um, ADHD management um, or treatment, um, it's important to understand that um, because it's been good enough for you when you were single uh, does not mean that you are um, going to be able to use the same skill set uh, when you're with somebody. I mean, I'll give you an yep. easy example around time management. Um, you, if you don't care whether you're late all the time, then that hasn't been an issue for you. But if you are regularly late and you have somebody who's waiting there, tapping their foot, and make, you know, and, and it's a big impact on them, um, that's going to be something that needs to be better managed. So I always mm-hmm. tell couples, make sure that you have the ADHD treatment um, optimized. And I actually have an e-book on that, um, free e-book on my website uh, about that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and that you are, quote-unquote, contributing your best self. 
of the relationship. Okay. So somebody who uh-huh. is, if you looked at it from the outside, you'd say, yeah, this person is being a, a good, respectful, supportive partner and not just sort of mm-hmm. going along for the ride. So I think that those are two things to think about um, uh, very carefully in any relationship and particularly if ADHD is there when you're thinking about who to date. The, the, I'm into, the equal status thing is actually new to me. I'm kind of curious about that because there's some that I find that like to be more passive in maybe decision-making things and kind of go along for the ride, and some like to be kind of a little bit more – they kind of take control in that. And I'm hearing from you is that can be quite a bit of a challenge if it's not balanced. Um, it can be sort of as things go on. I think – um, what I what I am trying to get across there is that you need to be able to feel that you have a voice. So if you you know if you say something that it gets heard and considered and et cetera. Okay. And so parent child is the is a perfect example. And quite frankly, every single couple who struggles with ADHD runs into this. But when you have parent child, you've got one person who's sort of in charge and the other person who is taking orders. Uh, yep. And that uh, that's not a good thing. So if you are a passive partner, you will run into um, uh, problems with that. It's it's different if you're you know if you're introverted, uh, but still able to be heard, get your opinions in there, um, you know, direct traffic some of the time, even as an introvert. That's that's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about mm-hmm. um, not uh, not expressing who you are yep. in the relationship. Yep. 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 Okay. So another, I'm just kind of curious, the notion of disclosing ADHD in the relationship, good thing, bad thing, early, later, just, and there's no absolute answer to this, but I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts. Yeah, I think, um, I think you do it when it comes up naturally. I don't think you say, you know, I've got ADHD, therefore there might be problems because A, you don't know that. I mean, some portion of relationships with ADHD don't have problems. Uh, but also, um, uh, I, you know, it's not really anybody's business until it's their business. So I think it, I, I've watched uh, um, young, you know, sort of 20-somethings that I know navigate this, and essentially if you're dating somebody with ADHD, it does become apparent that they do things differently, even if they're, you know, in hyper-focus mode. Yep. Um, and you can laugh about it and enjoy it, and it's not a big deal. And then if you get really serious and you feel like you need to talk about what, the needs are or whatever, then at that point it's appropriate. But I don't. I would never run it up the flagpole and say, yep. you know, this is something really important that you need to know because uh, it isn't right away something that's really important. Yep. You know, there are a lot of other yep. things, getting to know each other, seeing if you have mutual interests, seeing if you have mutual values, you know, all that stuff is more yep. important. Yep. All, all real important. One of the things that um, – I've done a couple different times, um, different people really gravitate. Some aren't as wild about it. Is it in the dating uh, world, if you've got ADHD, to begin to kind of look and how, how do you look and how do you view a person in a different way to, to see how they might be? And the notion of consider yourself a country and they're a country, and each country's got different ethnicity, different geography, different weather, different politics. Um, you know, different sports cultures, all that kind of stuff, and begin to witness, like when you go over and you're visiting them, if you will, like are you a tourist in your country? Are you curious about that? And if the other person come to visit you, are they curious about you? Because if you come together, it's actually like you make you, you form a third country. And the notion of what would you import to the new country 
and what would you leave behind and what would they bring as just a way of looking at somebody that you're interested in and to be more conscious about thinking about how this all kind of plays out. It's just a frame of reference or a lens to look through to kind of be thinking about seeing some stuff that's not there. Uh, any thoughts on that kind of concept as a tool for people just to kind of look at relationships a little differently? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting analogy. Um, language is one of the biggest uh, issues and you know, how do you express yourself? Yep. Um, and so certainly country to country, you'd have that. Um, you know, what are your traditions? Could be, is a nice stand-in for your family yep. of origin, history and stuff. And, and uh, you know, what kind of life do you want to build? Um, is has a sort of a geographical aspect to it. Yep. Um, so I think it's an interesting analogy to, uh, to be thinking about sort of what you treasure and don't and what you value and, and um, and and where are the disconnects? So yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because I remember years ago I was dating a girl um, um, in my youth, and I went to her place one time for Thanksgiving. Something was really silly. They had apples in their turkey stuffing, and I had never had that before. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! And they actually loved it. And relationships didn't really go that far, but I was like, I was like, I was sitting there like, how could you have to do that? And it was small things like that are just interesting <laughs> about how they kind of play out. So. Um, I want to start kind of coming a little bit closer, but you said something here that I didn't think about that I think is important, and that's communication. Um, if you're dating somebody in an ADHD relationship, can you talk to us about communication, the need for it, challenges of it, the role? Just, I'm just really interested in your insights on the importance of that and the awareness. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're dating or infatuated with folks, it's pretty easy to communicate typically because you're often not at the level where you're dealing with deep, deep stuff, at least not at first. Um, So I think the communication challenges come later when you actually run into roadblocks. The, The biggest issues are often how do you handle conflict um, and again, you don't run into that typically right up front in an, in your yep. courtship. Um, so I think you know at first you go for it and you just enjoy it, and then as you run into conflict, I think you figure out how how do you stay respectful and and what are your conflict resolution styles and and what do you need to learn there and and that's really um, one of the most important skill sets uh, for couples. I mean, for example, um, John Gottman's work suggests that that repair. How do you repair? Is somebody able to apologize or to crack a joke or to put their arms around you or, or whatever when, when you have an argument? Or do you stomp off for two weeks and yep. not talk to each other? Those kinds of things will be clues about whether or not your life together is going to be um, a good one or, or one to yep. avoid. Awesome, awesome. Um, any final thoughts um, before we wrap this up? Any, any, any last insights? Well, I think sometimes people ask me, should I date somebody who has ADHD? And my answer to that is absolutely. Um, in fact, I, you know, I don't have ADHD myself, but I have trouble imagining what it would be like to be with somebody who didn't have ADHD. And that's not because the ADHD isn't a pain sometimes, because sometimes it is, but but because there's energy and interest and that mind is always going. And, and um, you know, my life is never boring. <laughs> I can say. Um, so don't be afraid at all. Uh, and don't be afraid if you're a person who has ADHD to put yourself out there as a, as a good person to be with because you are. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of, uh, as with anything, same thing with keeping your job, of managing 
the ADHD well enough to be a, a, a good um, partner or employee or whatever, and that's always very individual, but um, there's no reason to fear ADHD in relationships. Um, we know a lot now about how to make those relationships strong. Awesome, awesome. Well, Melissa, again, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Um, kicking off ADHD Awareness Month in terms of our program. Um, and for everybody out there, again, go to her website. Don't think about it. Go to your computer, your smartphone, and type in ADHDmarriage.com. And with that, Melissa, thanks for coming on the show. I loved it. Thanks. All right, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Catch us next week for another great edition. Take care. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.